All right, welcome back to the Real Mistakes on Lake Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Rampia. Alongside me, as usual, and also as usual, I got two today, um, which is always nice having two guys. Uh, two guys talk sports. Let me clarify that. Uh, first, we have our um, the co-host that's been stepping in for me, Mr. Kurt Mariola. How you doing? Doing all right. How are you? Good. Uh, and next to me on my right, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Ohio State, Donovan Luzo. How you doing? Doing good. I didn't know it was going to take you that long to do that introduction. I was <laughs> patiently waiting, but yeah. Well, I, I figured that little pause there was a little dramatic. Little dramatic yeah. pause. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel so. It. I understand. He's on break now, so he's he's going to be back for a few weeks, possibly not next week. He's going to have some surgery done on his mouth. Oral. Yeah, for it's uh for fun. There's no need. I just wanted to do it for fun. <laughs> he said, "Fuck it." Uh, all right, so we like to start the podcast off every single week, or at least the weeks that we do it, the same way. And that's with our, I like to call it our week recap, you could call it whatever the fuck you want. But um, let's start off with Curtis. How was your week? Week's been going all right. Just been busy. Um, you know, just working, doing there, taking care of the family, and that's really about it. Fun, fun, fun. Mr. Luzo? Oh, you know, it's been good, you know, finishing up some finals and such. But pretty much same old, same old, soldiering on through. Not bad, not bad. How about you, sweetheart? It's been interesting. Uh, I'm getting a promotion, so that's good. Um, Got to take a test for that tomorrow. Not looking forward to that, meaning study time. Uh, and then after that, I mean, not bad. So, doing all good. So, anyway, with, uh, with that being said, now that that's over, I'd like to get into our sports here. Um... Where do we want to start here? You know what? Let's start off in the in the postseason here in the MLB. So a couple things since the last time that we recorded. I don't think we touched on this. The Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians. It's the offseason, not the postseason. I meant offseason. <laughs> damn it. It's been a long day. Um, in the offseason, so the um, Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, boo! Bunch of fucking fags. The <laughs> <Look>, Guardians. <laughs> LaGuardian. That's uh, what New York should change their bait. One of their teams. Either the Mets or Yankees. He's become some no, LaGuardians. No, according to TikTok, they got to play that 162 game blood yeah, battle. Yeah. And they moved to Billings, Montana. Same with the goddamn Chicago. <laughs> the has Chicago to go too. And then those the two. The Billings team has to play for, was it, was it, uh. 162 game bloodbath to see who stays in Billings. And the other one had moved to Idaho or something like that. Yeah, it was like Idaho or Wyoming. Like, why wouldn't you just do the 162, 162 and then move them to each side? Um. Anyway, with that being said, we did have a lockout, or we are having a lockout. Yes, they did not pass a collective bargaining agreement for, I think the main issue was minor league baseball and the treatment of their minor league players. Yes. They're making almost no money. They're not providing housing. You know, they're having stories of like six players staying in one room. You know, like four players are sleeping on the floor. And then you got, you know, they're not staying in nice hotels or staying in the crappiest hotels around. Right. Luckily, luckily for us down here in single A, the hotel we have right next to us here at Lake County is not a bad hotel. It's not a no, great hotel, not. but it's not a bad hotel. Not Once they renovated it, it's nice. So they at least had that to stay in. But these other teams are not having it. The ballparks are falling apart. Just all this. So that makes sense. Um, and that's also why you're seeing a lot of these big name free agents sign fast, too, so that they could get their money. They're guaranteed Yes, money. that was... One of the major things between this offseason and last offseason was 
the difference of how fast people signed, I feel like last offseason a lot of people didn't sign until almost very yeah. close to spring training. You know, January, early February signings. Maybe some late December, but now, you know, I think we saw a lot of signings in late November, early December. And that was just so they can get their money before the lockout was initiated. Right. Now, I don't know if you remember this. Actually, you weren't born, but neither was I. But I remember hearing about this. I believe it was in 95. They did a uh, a lockout. but or they We're going to do a lockout. Never happened. The players went on strike right before the postseason. Or it was 95 or 2000-something. I, it was in the 90s. Yeah. So then, the reason they got that passed. I don't think it was. The, I don't think it was ninety five. So I don't think it was the Indians. It might have been uh, ninety four or ninety six. I want to say it was ninety. I want to say it was ninety four because that was the year my oldest brother was born. I want to say I remember okay. something about it. Yeah. So it was. It was one of the nineties. And what happened was, it was right in the middle of the season, like August. They went on strike, mm-hmm. which gave the players all the power because you had playoffs coming up, which was ratings, you know, money, all that. So that push the owners to give the players what they wanted. Now, we haven't seen anything like that yet, and hope hope we don't, but, I mean, if this keeps going on, we have the chance of, you know, possibly having a shortened season again. Yeah. Which uh, none of us want. At this point, what I would say is that it's almost certain that we're going to have a shortened season. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's going to be any ground gained recently because MLB is very stubborn on their point. Yeah. And the... MLBPA is also very stubborn on their point. And we probably will be seeing something closer to the MLBPA because the we know due to the due to COVID what happens when we don't play a lot, you know, the money and the revenue losses that these franchises take. And being quite frank, all of it boils down to money. All of the owners care about money. They don't, and a lot of them don't really care about the players' issues no, or anything. No. They care about getting their money. And at a certain point, they're going to realize we're not getting our money and we're just going to play so we can get that money. Yeah. And so hopefully we don't see a shortened season, but it's trending towards that. I don't think, I, I think max we might see maybe 100 to 80 games. I would say what I'm thinking is like a 128 ish. Yeah. Not a full 162, but... I, do- I doubt we're going to get a 162. I'd love a 162. We'd, we'd be lucky. That's for sure. doesn't matter here in Cleveland. They're not going to sign anybody. They're going to finish bottom of the pack. We're going to have the uh, same roster as the past years and then decide, you know what, I think we're going to trade our uh, All-Stars away. Exactly. So, Cleveland I mean, fans enjoy, I would say, the last season of Jose Ramirez before we trade him. And then next year, the or the year after that, enjoy Shane your last Bieber. season of Shane Bieber. And then uh-huh. probably like Savali or yeah. Plesak. They might be going sooner. They might be going with Jose Ramirez to get a bigger deal. Yeah. Who knows? Because that's all we do. We just we trade away, get young prospects, trade them away, get young prospects. It's, we don't put a field that can compete for long. You know, at some point, if you're compiling all of these young prospects and draft picks, you think that you would stop and realize we have a window, an open window to win now. And you would capitalize on the window and try to trade for players who are in their prime. In 16. Right. In 16, they did it. And, you know, we're still still a competitive team. Yeah. But, you know, the window is closing at this point. So trying to trade, you know, we have a weird situation where we have a top 10 hitter in baseball and one of the top three pitchers in baseball. You know, we have a 
decent. We have a very good pitching rotation, a decent lineup around Ramirez, and we all we're always going to have great pitching rotation. Right. For some reason, we just continuously provide that, which is good in a sense because say we have like eight pitchers that we have that could be starters. Trade them. Trade a couple. Right. If we have if we have this stockpile of pitchers, I'm I'm perfectly okay with having a fifth starter being somebody who's kind of 50-50 on the mound. Yeah. Rather than having five guys who are we're like 75% sure are going to pitch us like 75-80% sure are going to pitch us a good game and it depends on the offense. Eli Morgan is one. Eli Morgan. He's a perfect example. He's a he's a very young prospect, a little raw still, but I think he can develop into something good. Oh, he should. He's been good when he when he can pitch right. Yeah, um, if he can even pitch right. Exactly. It all, it literally all depends on the day. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll have more updates on that as team as it goes on, you know, throughout the the winter here. Um, hopefully these winter meetings, which they're not happening right now, are they? They are not. So I don't that, think they happen yet anyway. Well, they think. happen in February, don't they? Or January. I want to say it's January. I'm not exactly sure. I don't follow the MLB offseason as right. intensely as I follow football offseason. Yeah, the football offseason, we know down to a pat. Like, this day like, is signing. Tell, tell you exactly what everything's happening. Like, today's signing day for college football. We'll, we'll put more input on that later. But. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to the National Foosball League, all right? So uh, who was hitting the sticks right last week? Do you know anyone? No. Mark Oliver. Um, anyway, so uh, National Football League, we got a lot of stuff going on right now. We're going to talk Cleveland Browns later. Are you still confused by that? We're going to talk Cleveland Browns and COVID. Just the we're, we're just going to talk Cleveland it. Browns in its own subject. Yes, we're talking about Cleveland Browns field product, and then we're okay. going to talk about subject we're, we're, current we're, we're, COVID issues. Okay, but we're, first, we're going NFL Everyone, all, all 31 teams. 32. 31. There's not, 32. I'm talking 31 other than the Cleveland Browns. There's still 32 teams. I'm leaving the Browns out of it. Anyway. Okay, well, we can mention the Browns in accordance to other okay, teams. Okay, fine. The 32 teams minus one. So, let's start off with this. The Detroit Lions get their first win of the year against the Minnesota Vikings. Comes down to a Jared Goff on fourth down. So it was a nice little... Uh, might have been the best play of Jared Goff's career. Yeah, threw a pass to Amari uh, St. Brown. or Amari uh, St. Brown, right? Amon Ra. Amon Ra St. Brown. See, it's I, his first touchdown of the year. It was a nice little curl route. He just sat down in the end zone. That was the game. Did you know that Amon Ra is actually the name of the Egyptian sun god? Huh. Well, I guess they needed that in the right time, huh? Yeah, so, his, so technically it's sun god St. Brown. Interesting. Um, that loss came... That loss... Or, Win. That, that win against the Vikings gave them their first win. They are now sitting at 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. So 1-11-1. Um, their tie came against the Pittsburgh Steelers because Pittsburgh and Minnesota are the only two teams who can't fucking beat the Lions. No, it's not Pittsburgh. It is Pittsburgh. It is Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. It's not rivalry. Rivalry. Oh, it rivalry. don't yeah. matter. They're all like Shitsburg. It's true. Uh, Bunch yeah. of fucking so, assholes. There was that. Uh, Monday Night Football this last week, we had the Rams-Cardinals. It was a very good game. I did I did watch that game. A um, little coaching mismanagement by Cliff Kingsbury oh there at God. the end. You know, you're down you're down by two scores. You have no timeouts left. You're banking on an onside kick regardless, which they do end up recovering. But, I mean. But why didn't they send their field goal unit out? Or spike the ball, then send the field goal unit out. On the last play, they couldn't. It was fourth down. So, if they spike it, then. We should have spiked it on third because they were right there. 
They were still the, the clock was stopped on third down. What they should have oh, done yeah. was when they got that first down, I believe they're on the 32-yard line. We were setting up for like a 49, 50-yard field goal with Matt Prater, yeah, who, who had made two 53-yard field goals prior to that. And who had set the NFL record for kicking at one point. Before, you know, Justin Tucker and his okay, yeah. God-created leg <laughs> graced the face of this earth. Exactly. But you're down by 10, 1.30 left in the game, no timeouts. You're dependent on an onside kick no matter what you score. You might as well try and kick that field goal with 1.30, give your offense more time to score a touchdown. Right, instead they let, what, 40 seconds left what the en- Right, what ended up happening is I think it was – like a quick pass, an incomplete pass, and then Kyler got sacked. Yeah, and then they, so they ran, got back to the original spot. And by the time they ran the field goal team out and they kicked it, they, they completed the kick. Thirty-six seconds left on the clock. They, they had that field goal unit running on the field with like fifty seconds on the clock. Right, like just about. So they lost ten seconds just from setup. So, or well, more than more than ten seconds. But anyway, so then after that, they get the onside kick, which. They I do surprised. get the in- onside kick, and an interesting little factoid yeah, here. Prior, prior, prior to this week of football, there were four successful onside kicks in the NFL all year. All year. This week, there, there were, were four, four onside successful onside kick recoveries this week. So you the had, total doubled in one week. You had the Cardinals Rams game, the Browns Ravens game. What were the other two? I do not know. Okay. I didn't. I, I didn't. You, you know, didn't I, I thought that was an interesting factoid. Yeah. I didn't really give a shit about what teams recovered an onside kick. Right. So they recovered the onside kick, which was, honestly, it was a very smart. If, did you see the way he lined up? He was lined up like yeah. he was kicking to the, was it the left or the right? Just kicked it right down. Kicked little, it right and right down the middle. Pat little slow, little slow ball right down the middle. He two, tried. two Rams guys came in uh, opposing directions. They hit each other. Ball kind of squirted out. And, and he, Cardinals he, guy just kind of jumped over the top and got it. He did attempt the Pat McAfee. Do you see how Prater was running too to try yeah. to get that? So uh, they got it. Then ended up what happened. What ended up happening was uh, just nothing good on the final play of the game. Kyler got sacked. Was the end of it? Kyler was running around there for his life the whole game. Aaron um, Donald is a complete menace on the football yes. field. The best defensive player in the NFL by a wide margin. Yes. Um, let's see. We also had the Chiefs destroy the Raiders. Um, that's that was a surprise. Uh, after the Raiders decided to have a little team meeting on the Chiefs' uh, logo, so that probably fueled a little more fire. But um, what other games? We had the Jaguars lose to the Titans. We had the Texans lose to the Seahawks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Niners beat the Bengals in overtime. That was a good game. The Bills lost to the Bucks in overtime. Another good game. And the Browns beat the Ravens. We'll touch on that, unfortunately. Um... The Steelers lost the Vikings on Thursday night. That was the the can't beat the Lions bowl. Yep, and Dalvin Cook looked like he was driving a truck. Mm-hmm. Dude, he was monsters. The this is a offensive line shout out for the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook could have walked to the parking lot, taken any vehicle out there. We're talking even the like equipment trucks, like the semi trucks, eighteen wheelers. He could have drove one of those through the tunnel, probably broke a few things in the process, like <laughs> the tunnel funny. walls and stuff. But the stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. But he could have drove that on the field and drove it through those holes. Those holes were gigantic. And that's more power to him. That's why he and put up so much. That's a recipe. For success. For the Cleveland Browns to follow. We'll touch on that more. Yes. Um, so, and in that game, <laughs> um, the Steelers were driving down to go win the game, right? So... They had, what, no timeouts, right? That's what I thought. Chase Claypool... Ch- fucking Chase Claypool catches a ball, right? 
and now they're losing, right? So when you're losing and you catch a ball, your first instinct is not to celebrate. It's to get goddamn to the ball and spike it. This dude decides he's going to get up and celebrate real quick that he got a first down and then proceeded to lose, what, up to, it was like 10 seconds off the like clock? It was like 14, 15 seconds off the yeah, clock. before they spiked the ball, which ended up losing them the game. Um, so that was fucking hilarious. Um, and my – the thing that is very telling about Chase Claypool and the level of success he's going to have, if he maintains his current mindset – yes. He is not going to be super successful. You know, he will still be successful. He's physically gifted. He is 6'4", 230. He runs, I believe, a 4'4", 40. Yeah, something like You know, like an that. absolute physical specimen. You know, when contested he catches, not. he can run run the cat, run after Get that rack contact, up. you know, receiving yards after catch, all of that. You know, he's an absolute physical specimen, but his his mentality shows that He's immature and he's yeah. unwilling to take coaching and he's unwilling to take criticism because his first comments after that was the offensive lineman knocked the ball out of my hands. He didn't take any criticism and said, I need to mature and not do that. Right. Because you know what? If you don't do that, the offensive lineman doesn't even have a chance to knock it out of your hands. And he was knocked it out of your hands because he was trying to take the ball away from you while you're messing around and celebrating and losing time for your team. Right. Which that center, he's not a veteran, is he? Or no, is he? the guy who did it was there. The was Trey Turner, who is the okay, yeah, oldest offensive lineman on the right. Steelers, which is a veteran who knows what he needs to do in that situation. Right. So I, I wasn't sure if there's something. And there. a very telling move is in that 49ers Bengals game. George Kittle caught a really nice catch. He had a really nice catch. Extended, very extended. Jumped up, caught the ball. Immediately placed down the hash mark. Went, went down, went right to the ref. And then after they spiked it, or they didn't spike it, they ran another play. But he didn't celebrate. No, exactly. You don't celebrate at that point. You don't celebrate until the ball is spiked. You can spike the ball, then you celebrate the play. Because everybody still is going to remember that play. Not, It's not Madden where it's like you spike the ball, it's incomplete. You're off the quarterback. Right. You know, people understand football to that point where it's not, you're not looking at the incompletion, you're looking at the play that just got you there. Exactly. Um, you have anything to touch, Kurt? No, I'm alright. I'm okay. just real tired. You got it. Um, alright, is there anything else in the NFL that we missed just in the past weeks that we haven't talked about, either one of you? Fill them in. I'm peeing. Yeah. You shouldn't, like you shouldn't go right there. That's kind of... Yeah, okay, fill not in. good for your floor, man. I don't know, for the first time in a long time, <laughs> guess who we got in, uh, sitting down in the shitter basement here? Pittsburgh. Yeah. First time in a real long time. I, I There's not a time I remember, this late in the season at least, no. Pittsburgh being this low in the division. You know, that is, that is one credit to their coach. I don't know how you feel about Mike Tomlin, you know. he He's a good coach. He's I, a good coach. I like, if there's one, you know, someone to respect on there, right. it's Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has all the respect for me. He deserves it. You know, he's never had a losing season. No. He, he always pulls together a good team no matter what he has with him. He's never had a losing season, but he deserves one. <laughs> I Personally, I really think, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think, I, I think they're going to have a losing season this year. That, well, I think this is the year. Okay, so now that I'm back. The, okay, the AFC playoff picture is wide open right now. The NFC is a little more tight. The NFC is an odd... It's an odd picture. So you're sitting a at the, lot of under five hundred. You're sitting at the top five teams, all have a shot for that number one seed. And same with the AFC. And you're having, I think it's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven are all 
seven and oh, no. seven or six all, and seven. All the way up to fifteen can still make the playoffs right now. Well, yeah, but we're talking like fifteen is like Carolina, who's uh, not Chicago. Yeah, no, Chicago Carolina's and Carolina. Higher. It's Chicago and San Seattle right now, I believe. Yeah, Here, but on, those teams are up. not going to make it though. We're talking about teams that have a realistic shot. You know, I'm talking about teams like. Washington has a shot. Atlanta has a shot. Here, here is San Francisco's in there having a shot. Here are all the San Francisco's the sixth seed right now. So and the, San Francisco's in. The fi- so the, so the seeds, Washington. The seeds right now: one Green Bay, two Tampa Bay, three Arizona, four Dallas. Then five the Rams, six the Niners, seven the uh, football team. And then you have after that you have Minnesota, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Seattle, the Giants, and the Bears. All still. What teams are one game under five hundred? Everybody, it every, should be everybody up to Carolina. I think, so Carolina. New Orleans, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Washington, and and still the 49ers, if they go on a streak, could end up losing their spot. If they go on a losing streak, yeah, yeah. So all those teams are competing for two playoff spots, and those top five teams, you know, one, two, and three: Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Arizona, all have ten wins. They're all the identical ten and three yeah. records, I believe. The top three teams in the AFC are the same way. They're both. They're all three nine and four. Yep. And the only reason the Patriots have the Tiebreaker for the number one seed is because their conference record seven and one. Yeah, compared to four and one and or no six and three and four and four for the next two. Now let's talk about the AC playoff picture. This one's wide open because you have teams all the way up until twelve that can still make the playoffs right now. So right now these seeds are five Charger or well okay it goes New England, Tennessee, Kansas City, Baltimore. Those are division leaders. Then you have the Chargers, the Colts, the Bills, the Browns, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Dolphins. Now. Realistically, here I'd say each one of those teams is a realistic shot. I, I think five to ten is where it's. Really I think Miami's been hot, and but yeah, they have they do have to win out. They you have know, to win and out. they've already won. I believe it's five in a row at this point. They're six yeah. and seven. Yeah, six yep. and seven. So it's still it's just it's very tough for them, but they still realistically have a shot. I mean, they're going to go five hundred this yeah, week. They, they they got the Jets. They got yeah. Five out. So or, yeah, this but, week they could hop up a they go, couple more slots. They go Jets, Dolphins, or yes, they, they play themselves. Dolphins. They go Jets, Saints, Titans, Pats. So I'm looking at maybe one more win. Those last two are tough. They could they could pull one out of the Saints. The Saints are very inconsistent. Yes, and they could pull one out against Titans. I mean, Titans without Derrick Henry. Unless Titans are back. also very inconsistent now. Yeah, but they Derrick said Derrick Henry might be returning. He could be, and that's good for our fantasy playoff pushes. Um. Anyway, so let's talk about the AFC North here. The AFC North is wide open right now. You have an an eight and five team, two seven and sixes, and a six six and one. Right. So that division is still wide open. The Steelers' remaining schedule is the Titans, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Ravens. That is that's a, a gauntlet. Horrible schedule. Right. Or oh, it doesn't get any better for the Bengals. They have. Oh well, it does get better. They have the Broncos, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the us. Yes, still not a they, great schedule. Not ideal. The, they have one of the easier ones in our division, right? They have one easier than we do. Baltimore, on the other hand, they go Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. They have the hardest one remaining, I yes. think. And then we have the Raiders, the Packers, the Steelers, the Bengals. We and out of those, we have one... We're two home, two away. Yeah, we are... Two We're... I want to say we're home, home away, to the last one. Home away, away home. Yes. So we're home this Saturday. We're going to Green Bay for Christmas. And then we're, I know we're going we're to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh for Monday and night. And then we have and Cincy then here, which i at that game. Um, now, that that's good. There is no division winner right now in the AFC North. Like, it is just No, not. and if, Lamar, if Lamar's ankle sprain is worse than indicated, 
It is a lower ankle sprain. It is a low is ankle nice. sprain, and he is very tough. But if it if it's worse, then I, I mean the way he plays, a low ankle sprain can do a lot to him. Right. It it really all depends, you know. And they're playing the Packers this week, so in Lambeau, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe it is in Lambeau. It is no, it's in Baltimore. No, okay, it doesn't matter. Packers but still, still. Packers are a very tough team. Honestly, the Packers have been leaning on their defense a little bit more this year than their offense. Yes. Yeah. Defense is well improved from last year. You know, we looked at this Packers team preseason. We were like Super well, Bowl contender, Super Bowl favorite maybe. Well, defense we didn't is a little know touchy. because of Aaron Rodgers. Right. It, and we, it all sure. we had two scenarios, Aaron Rodgers-Packers and Jordan Loves-Packers. Then we were watching first couple weeks. We were like, this Packers team can't compete. Especially that Bengals game. That one really was like... They that, might not be this good. Right, that Bengals game and that Saints game where they lost it was 38-3. to Yeah. They just did not look like, look like they were going to be – they looked like they would make the playoffs maybe a 6 or a 7, but I didn't think they'd go far. But, but as of right now, the playoffs are going through Lambeau. As of right now, that they've reemerged as my Super Bowl favorite. Which which is, you know, we, we did our Super Bowl picks. I had the Rams and – the Chiefs, I think, or the Bills. Rams and Bills. Yes. Because I had the Bills winning, getting their first Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. The The Rams possibly, but it's looking like the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl right now with how they're playing. Yes. Um, and the biggest question for me is how is Mac Jones going to perform under the bright playoff lights? Exactly. He, he could do good or he could do bad. Uh, but then also, the Packers, too. They're, they're coming out. We don't know yet, you know. These these next two games for the Packers are tough. They have two AFC North opponents. Right. Actually, the Packers have, I believe they play. They go oh AFC North, AFC North, NFC North, NFC North. They have yep. all North games remaining. So they got home, home or away home. The Vikings come to Lambeau, and then I believe they play away at Detroit. Yes, they do. Which don't get me wrong, Detroit may be one eleven and one, but the last Packers game they played them tough until that fourth quarter. Right, and at that point, honestly, if the number one seed is locked up or the division's locked up and that They're one gonna, seed is not, the they Lions will, might win that game. Aaron Rodgers will not play. No. Now, um, with that being said, let's let's just do a little thing here. Who's your Super Bowl favorites right now? It's tough. Um, I think the NFC. I'm pushing. I probably would have to go with the Cardinals still. They're still, to me, they just still emerging. So a good pick. So here's my thing with the Cardinals. If they have to play away all year, they're going to do great. They they could very well win a Super Bowl if they went if they were away because they are seven and zero on the road. If they have to play at home at all, they are not good. They are under five hundred at home. I don't think that's true. If they're ten and three and they're seven and zero on the road, that means they're four and three at home, or three and three at home. They gotta be three and three at home. Hold on. I don't know math. Hold on. They are um, expanded. Hold on. Well, regardless, for me, the Cardinals. You know, it's a team that has they're lost four and three at home. It looks like. I don't know, but here's here's a surprising fact. They're ten and one in night games, and zero and two or ten and one day games, zero and two in night games. Interesting. Here's here's a little fact about the Browns: we're six and five on the day, one and one at night, five and four on grass, two and two on turf, and one and one on doors, six and five outdoors. 
No overtime. The team that has played the most overtimes is Tennessee and Las Vegas. Tennessee is two and one. Las Vegas is three and zero in overtime. So if we have to, yeah, if we Vegas, have to go overtime, I'm we're pretty not sure Vegas' win. first three games were all overtime. Yeah, I know so, the first two were for sure. So um, we can touch on that in a second. Oh, huh. but um, here wait, I could this might tell me what they are. Uh, they're three and three at home, seven and zero away. So yeah, they're not very good at home right now. Right, but but did you see their other stat? The fumbles, twenty five fumbles lost, only. three. Three or twenty-five fumbles, three lost, or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, that's kind of like an odd stat, though. That's that's just all luck. But but I think honestly, if I think if 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 the NFL playoffs has to go through Phoenix, Glendale, or Glendale, Phoenix, same goddamn thing. It's all air. It's all the desert. You're playing out in a bunch of rocks and if, cactuses. If they have to go through the um, the Sea of Red, I don't think it's going to bode well for Atlanta, or Arizona. Now, if it has to go through Lambeau. I think what might happen is Aaron Rodgers might get that curse of the championship game gone, and he could very well go on. So right now, my Super Bowl favorite out of the NFC is the Packers, and out of the AFC, I can't even pick. Like, I physically yeah. cannot pick right now. I will have to do another one playoff time because I cannot Yeah. Pick. So for me, to touch on the Cardinals, a very explosive offensive team. They did just lose their best receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. It's a knee sprain. And we don't know how long he'll be He'll out. be out. He's out the rest of the year. He'll be out for the remainder of the regular season. They're hoping for a postseason return. That's the thing. We don't we don't know if he'll be back, so that's a big blow for them too. Right. So it will it will be a you know, it'll be a thing we see day to day basis type thing. We don't know the sever- the exact severity of the knee sprain. We don't know if it's going to act up in a practice. We don't know if he's going to get hit on the knee in a game and end up missing the rest of the season. You know, it's all something we'll have to see. Cardinals are a very good choice. They did lose JJ Watt for the year, although he may <laughs> be coming back. He may be coming back for the playoffs. I've heard, but I'd, I'm I'm unsure about that. But still, it's a team that plays at a high level. Like yeah. compete. I don't think they've been blown out this year. I really, I think that I think their team, their losses have been to the Packers on the last play. Yeah. The Rams was pretty much on the last play. A little coaching mismanagement. They had a shot. I don't remember what their third loss was, but it was. I don't think it was a blowout. I will pull that up. And their last loss, they lost to the Rams, the Packers, Panthers, thirty-four to ten. That was a blowout. Oh, they lost to the Panthers. Yeah, because that was when Cam Newton came back. Oh, that's right. They did lose to the thirty-four Panthers. to ten. Okay. So they did lose on the blowout. Well, right. So now, that's a little that's a little alarming that that's a team they lost to, but still yeah. that's a very solid football team. But you know, like I previously said, longevity though. Like I previously said, my NFC favorite is going to be Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers last season last got that last dance feel. You know, you know how their offense operates. They have Aaron Jones. They have AJ Dillon. They can run the ball. And they can pound the rock down Tay your throat. And Jones they have been going off. They have Devonte Adams. You know, Randall Cobb's there. He can make some plays. MVS, I'm pretty sure he's hurt right now. Alan Lazard's been making some plays. And it's a passing offense that can just throw the ball over your head. They can pound it down your throat, throw it over your head. It's an excellent offense. Defense is much improved. One of the top units in the NFL. It's, it's my NFL favorite right now. You know, Tampa Bay... They're there. If the Tom Brady, the Tom Brady factor puts them up there, that team plays well all the time. Their corners to me are a little, a little iffy. They they, they kind of scare me off a little bit. And you know, seeing them play against higher competition, they're unable to. They didn't keep a lead against Buffalo. No, you know that was a team 
a way, the way they played in that first half, the way Buffalo played in that first half, you knew Buffalo would come score a little bit. But as Tampa Bay, you have to keep your foot on the gas and just keep your lead where it is. They were unable to do that. Kind of worries me come playoff time. So I got Green Bay. AFC, it's, the it's AFC, hard to choose. It's so wide open. You can't choose. I don't think that's one we can choose until playoff time. I can choose right now. Is it New England? No. Third year in a row, we'll see them in the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs. You think they're going to the search back? The hottest AFC yeah, they're team on right, fire now. right now. The hottest team in the AFC right now. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have the fastest player in the NFL. You have the best tight end in the NFL right now. You have a run game which could pick up some steam. You know, I'm not a huge fan of their running backs. Their offensive line is much improved. Their it defense is. Their defense has been playing well as of recent. It's still a little touchy. Not a great unit, but you know that Chiefs team is a team where if you scheme correctly and that defense can step up, make some stops. You know, you're not asking your defense to yeah. be this otherworldly defense like the the monsters of the Midway Bears defense. Oh, you know, make defense. some stops. That Patrick Mahomes offense will score. You know, last I, last year you saw it. It got it got to a point with against the Buccaneers. Yes, the game flow was completely ruined. You can't run the ball anymore. Tampa Bay's just dropping seven back on some plays, and they're bringing seven on some plays. You know, you don't know what Tampa Bay's going to do. They have excellent schemes. It's for me right like now. It. It's the Chiefs out of the AFC. They're the hottest team. And I like it. I um, just, I'm not sold on Mac Jones in the playoffs yet. I'm not either. But just because I haven't seen him. So. Exactly. I mean, we've seen him in the college football playoff, but that's a whole different breed in the NFL. So. That's a whole different game. So, um, real quick. Touch on that. The Chiefs, they do play the Ravens and the Bengals still. Yeah. Those are two games that I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah. Big time. But now here, we just talked about our favorites. Who's your dark horse? Let's go, uh, dark Kurt. Horse. Dark horse. Either AFC or NFC. Chargers. Okay. That's a good Donovan. one. If they win this week, if they beat KC, they're in first place. They are. KC's, it's true. KC's in the wild card. It's true. To me, that right there. Could be your that could be a decent Super Bowl team. That, that Herbert has improved a lot, and, and they, is playing phenomenally. They have pro- proven they can score points on the Chiefs. Yep, they can score on anybody. Yeah, that's who's very as true. As long as they keep Eckler. Oh, you gotta look it up. I'm just trying to look at who's in the playoffs got, right now. I've got two right now, and I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. Oh yeah, that's mine in the AFC. Um, out of the AFC, I'm looking at actually I got like four. In the AFC, I'm looking at possibility of obviously the Colts that that's that's a dark horse out of the AFC and if if they can sneak in the Bills could be a potential dark horse depending on if because they gotta get their shit together but that's the potential out of the NFC now this one might surprise you here I've got the Niners and I've got Washington here's why Washington has shown that they can compete when they play well obviously but if they have a game like they did, well, I mean, they, they played Dallas, and they played them hard, and they, they only lost by seven. But That game was not as close as the score. No, it was not. But they did it last year. They could do it again, and they almost beat Tom Brady last that year. That was the closest playoff game the Buccaneers had last year. Exactly. So, and wouldn't you just love to see them go to the Super Bowl and win and, be, and the commercial right after? Washington football team fans, you have just won the Super Bowl. Get your collective gear now. Right Washington before, right before they get a team name, they they have to be go, 
known forever in the annals of history as the team of the football team. Yeah. <laughs> Who won Super Bowl, Super Bowl uh, 56? The football team. <laughs> there's 32 of them. Or at that time, it'll probably be, there's like 50 of them. <laughs> Washington football team fans, you have just won the Super Bowl. Like, those commercials are so fun. Anyway, so those are my, my four dark horses. So, for me... You don't have to sell the 49ers to me. I'm always high on the 49ers. I think they have a great coach who surprises me. Kyle Shanahan has a losing record. Yeah, because he had such terrible years for a while. Right, he had terrible years. Last year was railed by injury. Uh, so it kind of surprised me. There, they weren't I think he's embraced. a good. I think he's a very good offensive mind. He always gets plagued with injuries. I don't know he what does. it is about that team. The running back room always hurt. It, because I don't think personally, I don't think they do enough of their conditioning and stuff. As running backs, because he's a grounded-pound kind of guy. Right. He likes to run the ball, so pound the rock. these running backs aren't conditioning themselves it, the right way is what I'm I thinking. Wa- I'm wondering if it's just, you know, a product of, if it's a product of the system, you know, where you run the ball this much, you're going to see injuries. Possibly. If it's their training facility, maybe the turf in their training facility is bad. Could be. You know, maybe their training staff isn't up to par. Maybe they're not really diagnosing injuries before, like... Maybe somebody has an ACL sprain and they're just like, oh, go out there, you'll be fine, and they end up tearing it or something like that. Exactly. You know, it's, it's I don't know, I'm not a, inside the 49ers organization. Love to be. But you don't have to sell me on them. I think yeah. I think it's a good dark horse candidate. But my two dark horse candidates, going with your first one, Indianapolis Colts. They yeah. have the, right now, the best running back in the league, Jonathan oh, yeah, Taylor. JT. That defense, it's pretty much the same unit you saw last year, and that last year unit was a top five unit. And, and they got a little bit better. Right. And I mean, you know, Carson Wentz is what holds me back, but if he plays, you know, we watch Nick Foles win a Super Bowl. So why can't Carson Wentz win a Super Car- Bowl? Carson Wentz is the reason the Eagles got there. Right. And I do want to point out that season, if Carson Wentz did not tear his ACL in the Coliseum, he was going to be the MVP. Exactly. Not Tom Brady, it was going to be Carson Wentz. So he has it in him. He does. He has that potential. And in he him. has the coordinator. He his head coach is the coordinator from that year. Right. He doesn't. He does not need to play that level of football to get there. In my opinion. No. He just has to. He, he has, has to, to play, play good. good enough. Right. All you have to do is play good enough. Ride your defense. Ride the run game. And I think they could do it. They could possibly take over that one. No, they can't because they lost to uh, they Titans could, twice. Unless Tennessee goes well, on a losing streak. Right. If they if they win out and Tennessee shows some pretty bad football. I could see them winning that division. So my NFC dark horse team, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to really see a dark horse team at like six and seven. You know, 49ers are one. So I'm going to pick Washington, depending on how they play. Right. I, I I'm a little not so gung ho on Washington. If you I'm have, not, if either, you have to say, depending on how they play, that kind of it, tells well, me they're not going to. I mean, the game the game was closer than it should have been last week, but. They've been putting up some good games. That's the thing. Right. That's why they're my dark horse because if they play well the rest of the year, they're in. Right, but that's a whole that's a whole if and who, situation. I so who the remaining I'm Keep not going. really big on that team. Right. So I'm gonna have to go from one of the top five teams. I feel like everybody knows the Rams. Everybody knows the top three. Last team everybody forgets about is Dallas. They have kind of, in my opinion, they have the best offense in the NFL. But it's they have Dallas. The, they have a top. Top two offensive line, I'd say. I'd say they're two behind the Cleveland Browns when when healthy, you know, when healthy and everybody yeah. playing together. They have that great offensive line. They have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, a good one-two punch at running back. You know, Zeke's more the power guy. Tony's the speed guy. You know, Zeke has the speed. Tony has the power too. You know, they have the. 
probably the best trio of receivers in the NFL but with Cooper, Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. Dak Prescott's a very good quarterback. You know, staying healthy will be his issue. But the biggest thing for Dallas is playing consistent football in pl- come playoff time. When it's an important game, can you play consistent football? And I, I don't think they have it in them, but they been, possibly could. It's been a long time. This uh, this Dallas team looks different. You they know, do, but... Um, so, real quick, let me touch on this. Washington's remaining schedule. At Philly. At Dallas. Home against Philly. At MetLife. Yeah. They have all... Uh, they have all... East. Yeah. Their, their remaining schedule is was all... Uh, the last five games were all conference. Yeah. That's like that the first schedule, time that ever happened. That schedule is probably by far the easiest one in the NFL, probably. I would assume. Well, than, at least. Other than maybe, I don't know. Well, well, if the Cowboys have the same, I know they don't, but if the Cowboys had the same schedule, you know, like Washington, Eagles, or no, Giants Cow- twice, Cowboys and go Eagles. Giants, Washington, Cardinals, Eagles. Yeah. So almost, but I mean, almost. still. So, I mean, if you were to replace that, like, Cardinals team with one of the East teams, then that's definitely the easiest. Yeah. So, so, I mean, they have a pretty easy schedule. Obviously, it's it's a way away, home away, but, I mean, if they went out, they're... They're ten and seven, right? And that's putting you in possibly and the fourth or the fifth seed. Looking at the seed. looking at the NFC this year, ten wins is getting you in. Yeah, looking at the AFC, ten wins might get you in. Look at the AFC, ten wins might leave you hanging like Miami last year. Who really knows? So, but it's you know, exciting to see the AFC is wide open. Right. I'm excited. It, this is a very exciting year for football, both college and NFL. It finally feels like a year where there's not like a perfect front runner. You know, a team you see from day one, you're like, oh, this team's going to win. Exactly. A um, little, little bit of a uh, – let's touch on some basketball nobody cares about, women's college basketball. Um, Kurt's just showing me a thing here. Do you want to touch on it? Yeah, I'll touch on it. Um, so, Georgia Southern had faced a school named Carver College. Never heard of it. Well, Georgia Southern beat them 133-15. to so they actually made history in Division One last night with a 118-point victory, the second-largest win margin in D1 women's basketball. I'm getting a lot of Georgia Tech-Cumberland vibes. Yeah, 2-2-2-0. Two, 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 two um, all right, so back to football. Crazy. Let's go to – they're playing at the Paycom Center? I didn't really switch that. What a poster, though. Um, so, wow, they suck. Um, we're going to touch on the Cleveland Browns. And I say that very. It's a sad day. <laughs> I say that very unenthusiastically because here we are, just coming off a win against the Ravens that we should have won a lot more, or yeah. by a lot more, but instead we allowed their backup quarterback to fucking come back and almost win them the game. Thank God for Davin so, Clowney. Interesting, interesting little tidbit about that is Jadavion Clowney said Tyler Huntley is quicker and faster than Lamar Jackson, and he said he wanted Lamar back. Right. So, so that's kind of interesting to me. Because from what I saw against our secondary, which of course is n- is known to be susceptible to rookies and backups to give up big yardage, big plays, which he was just running around. Them. He was running around. And he was throwing. He all seemed over. a little faster though. He he did. He threw for three hundred yards in I think three quarters of play. Yes. Yeah. So I I mean kind of jokingly, but kind of not. Is he a better passer than Lamar? Because if he's faster and quicker, and he's a better passer. Why isn't he starting? Wouldn't he be better than Lamar? Exactly. But Lamar's going to use that as field of fire and go off. And but Lamar is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And 
you so, know, I you're never not going to... If Lamar yeah. Jackson's on your team, you're never not going to start Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Just like when we play Superstar Naga, we see Lamar and it's like, nope, get him. Um, anyway, so we had that. The week prior, who did we play? It's such a We played game. the bye. And, the uh, bye, yeah. yeah. We struggled right. against them. We uh, pulled out uh, no contest. We exactly. almost lost. But. Yep. And then the week before that, we had the Ravens and we lost 16-10. to 10. The week before that was the Lions, wasn't it? Yes, it was Which the Lions. Which we won 13-10. to 10. Terrible game. I was at that game. That was... Yeah, we all were. Except for him. Oh, yeah, 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 you weren't there. Um, now, this week, we have the Raiders. Now, here's where it gets fun. 14 or 16? 18, 18 players are on the COVID list. Along with it's Washington si- football team. 16 players and two coaches. Yeah, along and with- 11 starters. 11 yes. starters. Now, the NFL did come out earlier in the year and say there will be no rescheduling. It's no, they said they said if a game cannot be rescheduled due to a COVID outbreak, keyword here is unvaccinated players, then you will lose by forfeiture. Yes. Now, 99% of our team is vaccinated and has boosters, So, which Kevin Stepanski was just talking about the day before, which is kind of fucked up. Kind of ironic. So, he's out. The running back coach is out. Baker's out. Wyatt Teller's out. Uh, Jed is out. Uh, Hooper's out. Jarvis is out. Jarvis. Uh, Tack McKinley, Malik McDowell. Jojo Natson. Jojo Natson. Uh, uh, JJ3. JJ3, Troy Hill. couple of practice squad. Thank God the running back room's safe. Yeah, right the now. running back room is safe. For now. For now. My petition is I don't know what if any of you guys are really going to know about it, but. Mike Prefer is acting head coach right now. Sorry. In high school. Very popular offense is the wing T. You line up pretty much. It's all running. You 90% run the ball. You use a bunch of different running backs, a bunch of motion, misdirection. And we have, and we three, have running backs. three running backs available with – what a pass. We yeah. have three running backs available with Nick Chubb. We have Dearness Johnson. We have Demetric Felton who can spell. We have Janovich who can run the ball. We, we could we could run the ball with Stanton, DPJ. We can run the ball. Stanton might be activated. Stanton could be activated for the game. DPJ might line up as a running back. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm Higgins. Like part of me is joking about running a wing T offense and running the ball ninety percent of the time. But honestly, if we run, we might run the ball seventy percent of the time against the Raiders. Yeah, might be the quickest game of the year. I mean, Case Keenum will will be a starter, and Case Keenum has proved he can win. It's as long as he doesn't test positive. I think he I think in, right, he was in close contact with Baker. But here's the deal. You, here, here's the best part. All they got to do is test negative one. Twice. twice, twice, twenty-four hours back prior in. to the event. Mm-hmm. If you test, tw- it is Wednesday. Yeah, so there is there's a possibility of false. Days. There's a possibility of false positives. I wouldn't hold your breath. I wouldn't no, be not like. At all. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, there are gonna be false positives. We're gonna have everybody back. It would be I nice, can, but we it, might get a few. There might be a few, but Jarvis I don't know. would be nice know. to have back. Juice would be nice to have back. Right now, Blake Dun- Michael Dunn and Blake Hanser are starting tackles. You know what? They played good against Pittsburgh last year. They did in the same exact situation. Yeah. So maybe maybe we're not fucked. Who knows? But right now, we're fucked. So you saw a tweet I sent you about the Browns starting line. Yes. <laughs> yes, which, which I replied of the one-hour loop of we're completely fucked. Yeah. So, well, no, no, no. The one I sent you on Twitter. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. So someone tweeted this out and said the Browns have released their unofficial depth chart. So at wide receiver with Nathan Zagura, left tackle Doug Deacon, Jason Gibbs at left guard, Charles Bentley at center, Kendrick Perkins at right guard, Ken Carmen at right tackle, Ozzie Newsome at tight end, 
Condoleezza Rice at wide receiver, Otto Graham Corpse in parentheses at quarterback, the hobo who drafted Johnny Manziel running back and <laughs> fullback was 13 feral hogs in a trench coat. Now, obviously, hey, I'm saying if we put 13 feral hogs in a trench coat, I'm handing out the ball 40 times. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I really hope that none of you are taking this seriously because who knows. Uh, Bob Gaelic or Golick at defensive end, Drew Carey at defensive tackle, Bob Bob Wiley at defensive tackle, uh, Steve Harvey at defensive end, Mary Kay Kandick at the Will, the Miz at Mike, one of the Russo brothers I guess loved I loved Winter Soldier at Sam, Justin Gilbert at corner, one of those fifty-seven born kids, Antonio Cromartie at corner, Jim Donovan at safety, forty our free safety Ram stranger who can wave their hands around to distract the quarterback, special teams punter Scrooge McDuck, kicker the random kid high school kicker who can kick a thirty-five yarder. Uh, H holder holder that one random weird fan r- weird fan with a pumpkin head actually he might be a good holder to be honest with you Tony Grossi at kicker and punt returner Mac Wilson at long snapper Mac Wilson might be our long snapper this week Charlie Hugh it's fine he's Is coming he? back oh okay oh no he already came he played in the last game yeah, he did you're right so that was funny to see um, Charlie Hewitt might be playing tight end this week yeah we have no tight ends right now David, I mean, David Navucci's been officially yeah activated. okay and Joku's activated Harrison Bryant yeah. was practicing Ronnie's uh, Harrison's coming back well he's gonna start all the fights this week right well, exactly. that's, what, that's exactly what I said Ronnie Harrison needs to get on the field and <laughs> just fight half the, Ra- the Raiders it's the Raiders so we know they will fight back you know it's just and, in the, and, it's in their team DNA <laughs> It's in their team blood. They're going to fight us. So yeah. let Ronnie Harrison and take on half of them. Let them get ejected. And then, then it's an even playing field again. Right. Now, luckily, very luckily, we do – I don't even want to say it, but our line, our defensive line has been hit too hard. I mean, we lost Tock and McDowell, but – or Tack and McDowell, but the two most important fucking parts. The edges are intact. The scores. Malik Jackson's in there. And the corners. Corners are intact. You know, we have we have the most vital parts in the running game. We should be fine. right. We have we have the pieces to be successful on defense. It's it's going to be a defense game. We it have is. to make it a defense game. If we let if we let the Raiders score more than twenty one points, it's we're probably not going to win this There's game. We only got one problem with the Raiders. We can't yeah. beat them. No, we got Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> anyway, um, he's too fast. Anyway, um, so I also heard rumors from the NFL that they're going to be moving the goalposts up to the goal line for this week, too, because they're not going to move any games back, so they're going to move up the goalposts, make it easier to kick. We're going to play a 1960s NFL football game on Saturday. Basically. Tune in. You're going to love it. CBS. I'm not really. I'm probably going to be there. Fortunately. So anyway, with that being said, we're going to move on from our sports because um, we're getting long here. Um, actually, I do have... Oh, we're going to touch on the NCAA real quick. Okay. We're just going to leave the um, the commitments out and just touch on the playoff. Okay. So the playoff came out. It's Alabama, Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl, Georgia, Michigan in the Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl. Um, who are your favorites right now? Obviously, I mean, the Alabama-Cincinnati game is probably going to be a lot closer than it should be. The Alabama fan of me wants Alabama to win so bad, but I would love to see Cincinnati win. They made history with the first non-Power 5 team to get in. So, let's see him go all the way. 64 nothing, Georgia. I, I hope. I don't think so. I really, no. Wait, hold on. Let's look at the ratings really quick. Hold on. Before before we touch on that game, let's finish Alabama-Cincinnati. Because okay. I have a very... Alabama's a 14.5 point favorite. Yes. I say Cincinnati 31-34. Game possible. Field goal. Very possible. It's very true. 
there's going to be a reverse play right at the end. I'm excited to see J-Mo versus that corner from Cincy. J-Mo versus Sauce? Yes. It's going to be, that's going to be like every single scout in the NFL is going to be watching that matchup. 100%. I can't pick between those two. I think, though, here's what I think. The, the highest greatest games this year were the Alabama-Auburn, Alabama-Georgia, Michigan-Ohio State, Michigan-Iowa. Wouldn't the committee, ESPN, Disney, love for it to be Alabama versus Michigan? I'm telling you what we're going to see. It's probably going to be Georgia-Alabama. It's going to be the rematch. And I don't think Georgia can hold up again. No. Not at all. If it's the rematch, Georgia won't hold up. If it's nope. if it's Alabama-Michigan, that's going to be a barn burner. That's going to be like 9-6. to Mm-hmm. Think the run games and the run defenses. I mean, I don't. Michigan's gonna shit themselves so hard against Georgia, they're not gonna have a chance. Let's, I think the Georgia game's gonna be closer than everyone thinks. So, for my Alabama Cincinnati prediction, I'm gonna give my predictions yeah, here. Go ahead, I, so, you had your chance. Well, fuck you, <laughs> Alabama Cincinnati. Uh, you know, a little thought on both teams Alabama is Alabama, Cincinnati. You know, it's a Power 5 team. I'd love to see him win. Now, coming from Ohio State. Group of five. Not Power 5. Uh, not Power 5 team. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They're not going to win. But, <laughs> touch on that in a second. Um, you know, looking at Alabama, you know, Ohio State-Alabama is kind of this weird thing where it's like, I don't think either one of us really wants to. We, we don't hate each other, but it's like, do you have to do this? Like, can't you let us do it type thing? Right. And then... But the bigger bone I have to pick is Cincinnati fans trying from one season of relevancy of about ever. I mean, they've been relevant for a few years, but they haven't been this relevant. No. One season of relevancy, like, ever, and they're going to try and say they're the best team in Ohio. As of right now, they are. As of playoffs. Rankings, sure. But put them both on a football field, I don't think they beat us. You know, because... It would be close, the but style, The style of play that beats Ohio State this year is physical play, run game, but... Put and up. aggressive defense. Here's and you know what? They fit the aggressive defense, they Bill. They don't fit the physical offense or the run game. Here's the thing I say about that, though. If they do face each other, Luke Fickle has a fucking... He, that's a comeback game. And he has something to prove against Ohio State because... Didn't they fire him or did he leave? No, he left. Okay. He left. You he, also know in 2019, we coached against... We played against Cincinnati and Luke Fickle. And well, we won 49 to nothing. But he also didn't have the team he has. No. No, he, he, not, he that's didn't true. have his recruits That is back. true. No, he definitely had his recruits. He well, okay, went not to his Cincy former. in like 15. Okay, full, fine. He didn't have his good recruits then because Cincinnati was just, relevant then. He just didn't have a good team then. Yeah. Put him on a field now. I think it's a lot closer than everyone I, would Oh, think I too. do think it would be a close game, but I don't think they're going to beat Ohio no, State. No, I think it would be – It would be, be a nail-biter. It would be a nail-biter. Right. Exactly. It, would be, it would be close, but I think Ohio State comes out on top of that game. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it could, it could go either way in my opinion. So, in my opinion, Alabama's going to win this game by like 10 points. There's a dick on the screen. That is LeBron's cock. <laughs> and that girl's face. She might be, really? she might be enjoying it. Maybe. But and she was a white one, too. She was sta- she was, He was staying there for a while. Yeah, he was. Continue. <laughs> Alabama is going to beat Cincinnati. Probably, I don't think Alabama's going to cover, but they're going to beat Cincinnati. I I don't think they're going to. I think it might be anywhere. It's going to be an under 10-point game is what I'm thinking. So they wouldn't cover. I know, but I'm, I know they wouldn't cover. Ask I'm so. saying... I don't think it's going to be more than 10 points. I think it's either going to be 3 or 7. So you agree with me? Yes, I said I, I just said I don't think they're going to cover. But I think it's going to be super close. Too close for comfort. I think it'll be a close game. I don't know if it'll be too close for comfort, but it'll be a close game. Georgia, Michigan. 
obviously Georgia's in the SEC. Who likes the SEC other than SEC fans? Do you like Do you like the SEC or do you like Alabama? I actually like the SEC. Well, I like every team that got other than fucking Auburn and Georgia. You like LSU? You like Tennessee? I don't have any. We beat them. I don't have any. Do you have any hard feelings for any of those teams? He just said. Actually, I kind of do like Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a pretty good underrated team. They are underrated team. Kiffin with Corral, it's a good team. But and I believe Kiffin's they got Corral. Baylor this year in the bowl game. They're they getting, do. yeah, who are they playing? Ole Miss, I Ole believe, Miss versus Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. Michigan State versus Pitt. Oh, that's the one that I was yeah. I thought it was to. Oklahoma State and Michigan State. No, no, because no, Oklahoma State lost to Baylor. Oklahoma State's playing Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Okay, good fucking one. get back to your goddamn playoff Fuck shit. you. We're running long here. Michigan plays... Physical offense, physical, aggressive, Ugh. mixing up style okay. defense. You watched it against us, unfortunately. You know, you have to take it on the chin. Georgia sucks. Georgia also has that physical defense. Georgia plays a little more high-powered, off, not high-powered, okay. up-tempo, yeah. spread, up, spread out offense. But the defense they play is aggressive, in-your-face, run-stuff defense. Right. But Here's so, look Georgia, what Alabama though. did. They opened up that run game after a while. I'll tell you why they did in a second, but Michigan has to come in with a perfect game plan like they did against Ohio State. Yep. If they don't, they're not going to beat Georgia. They're hyped up. I'm they're sure they're hyped up, but that doesn't change the fact no. that they still have to come in with a perfect game plan. Georgia plays the run better than any other team in the country. They do. Michigan runs it better than any other team in the country. That's I would, fucking weird. I would, I would take Georgia's defense over Michigan's run game because Georgia has the best run stop defensive tackle in the country. They have one of they have the best run stop defense in the country and there was times where you could see Ohio State was able to stop the run. It was just when we went back to in running situations the base 425 which I I don't know. But George is going to stop the run and you're going to force Cade McNamara to throw the ball. It's not a great passer. No. No. Why do you think he threw the ball 5 times in the second half? One, he didn't have to. Two, they didn't. That's how you. That's how you lose the lead. It is. They so, came in with the perfect game plan, and we didn't adjust to it, and we got bullied. Now, if Michigan is able to use Alabama's game plan, use tempo, open up the field, throw it side to side, make Jordan Davis and that defensive line run, make them run, tire them out in that second half, they're going to be. They're big dudes. They're not meant to run. No. You tire that team out. Second half, Hassan Haskins. And you have you have to keep you switching, you know. Put Haskins up in the middle. Let him get two yards of pop right up the middle. Put in Blake Corum. Let him do sweeps. Get eight yards. They could win the game. Personally, that's just the scary part about it all. That if if Georgia comes out and plays the way they did against Alabama, no shot. Then it's going to be Michigan. I think Georgia's going to be pissed off about what happened to them. They got they got whacked. They got. Whacked hard. They got outmanned against Alabama. You know, and you're coming off a team that hasn't been there before, who I'm not seeing the the like the expression of, oh my god, we made it. I'm so happy to make it. You know, they do seem like they're hungry for more. Yeah, they want more. All of them want more. Of course. Cincinnati is definitely, in my opinion, the most hungry. You know, they feel like they have something to prove. And because this is what, the second the third season? That they've been in contention, and this is the final time they finally made it. Right. I mean, so what's your? I'm gonna go with Georgia in this game. Fair enough. I 
I think that defense is if they don't adjust offensively, there's there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it. Michigan, I mean, yeah, if Michigan cannot adjust offensively and adapt a good game plan, which you know what they showed me they can, but will they is the question. That's I don't a know. Seven point game, right? Seven Georgia point? is favored by seven. Seven, yeah. So okay, um, here here's my thought. The Bama Georgia game. Is not or Bama since he isn't going to cover the spread. It's going to be close. The Georgia Michigan might cover, but I think that comes down to the end result. Like you said, the defense who's tired more because Georgia's passing game isn't all that. It really isn't. And if um, Aiden can get to the quarterback quick, they're done. That's another thing. So I think this Georgia game, Georgia Michigan game, is going to come down to the wire. I really think it's. Oh, I do too. I think it's going to be. Who runs the ball better? Yep. It's... So I don't have a clear favor for that. I mean, personally, for me, I want us to go fucking beat Michigan. Like, that that would be joyous. But because then you have a reason to root for Alabama in the playoff. Right now, between Alabama and Georgia, I do not want to see Cincinnati win because I don't want them to get a bigger head than they think. Than if, I don't want them to think they're better than they are because they're really not. If Cincinnati and Michigan win, that's going to be a great game. If Alabama and Michigan win, that's going to be another great game. If Alabama Georgia win, it's a great game. I think regardless, it's going to be a great game. If it's Cincinnati Georgia, that's not going to be a great game. But I don't know because they think, played last year. I think if Cincinnati and Georgia play in the title game, I think it's Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati would come out of that with a winner because Ritter is just ridiculous. Uh-huh. But all right, we'll touch on that more next week and yep. the week after. Uh, we're going to move on to real quick this little topic: the NFL hot seat. All right. I got four or five coaches. Yeah, just throw them out. We'll just say fire, keep. So keep fire, all right? Urban Meyer. Fire. Fire. Kill him. Fire out of the cannon. I, okay. <laughs> Off yeah. a cliff. Here's what I think. Yes. Into the into this ocean. Okay, let me get my thing here. I think he will be fired, or I think he should be fired, but I don't think they will because of the fact they've invested a lot of money in him right now. I don't think Shah Khan wants to pay him to do nothing, and he has the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they retain him for a second year, see how he does, and then that's the fire year. That's my opinion, but I think he should be fired. My opinion here is, watch, looking at the team chemistry... Oh, it's horrible. ...and the atmosphere he's creating, the culture, it's horrendous. Benching James Robinson for Carlos Hyde? No, that's that's a horrendous move, but just the culture... And the atmosphere he's creating for this team, that team will never be successful. No. I don't care if he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers no, with exactly. that with that culture. He could have the Browns roster, the Chiefs roster, the Buccaneers roster, and the Patriots roster. roster combined. He could combine the best five rosters in the league. With his culture, that team's not going to go more than 500 or a game over 500. Exactly, which is why I think which, he should be fired. Which he sh- should be fired in. But I think Shad Khan is not going to. What is Luka <laughs> doing? What is he doing, dude? <laughs> Anyway, so we all agree that he should be fired. I just don't think that they will, is my thing. Um, here's my next one. Mike Zimmer, Vikings. Ooh, this is an little, interesting little, one. A little, little different one here. Him. You keep him? I would keep him. Here's what I think. You sh- Should you keep him? I think these last four games depend on that. These last four games were crucial for Mike Zimmer. He has a very good offense right now. Wow, that was horrible. He has a very good Air offense. Ball. Very good offense. But 
he's not using it to the right potential. He's not an offensive guy. No. He, and and uh, Gary Kubiak's son is their offensive coordinator. Clint. Right Clint. He's not doing it right. So either they retain him and they fire Clint and get a new OC, or they just clean house. So, I mean, I don't know. Personally, I think that, yeah, he probably should be fired. But, or no, not fired. He shouldn't be fired, but they, they very well might, depending on how the rest of the year goes. It just kind of seems like what they're doing in Minnesota is more like the college game for the top-level teams where they kind of keep their scheme and you call different plays under the scheme. They're running the same scheme that Kevin Stefanski right. did. They're running the same wide zone play action rollout pass scheme. Which is perfect for Kirk. It's Morgan. good for Kirk, but it's you know, it's a good system for Dalvin Cook. It is. But they're not I don't think they're really maximizing their potential no. of Phelan and Jefferson and not at all. I think that's where your that's where your money lies. You know, Dalvin Cook, oh. don't get me wrong, is a very impressive back, I would say Top five in the league. Yeah, very, but very well. I think with what they have, I think they should op, oppor, opportunities should open up for those. Opportunities? I, I didn't think that's a word. I don't think it is either. They should open up opportunities in the passing yeah. game for their best two playmakers. Exactly. Um, Which okay, Dalvin Cook can have an excellent impact in the pass game. All right. Leave the obvious one for last. I got two. Uh, or two ones for last. Okay. Well, I was. I, I know who we're. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm going on a rant for that one. Um, Robert Sala. Keep. Keep him. I it's, agree. It's his first year. That roster's awful. He's I agree. Two top ten picks. Keep the guy. I agree. Zach Taylor. He has a. Here we go. This is why I brought him up. He has a losing record as the Bengals head coach. Look at how they started compared to how they are now. Wow. wow. Three air balls in the last was three that? trips. Wayne Ellington. And we're right there. Jesus. Um, okay, so just absolutely horrible in the way they've been playing. For some reason, in big-time moments, he cannot succeed with this team. And not to mention, he has probably one of the best second-year quarterbacks, if not the best second-year quarterback. Who's, who else is a second-year quarterback? Justin Herbert. Okay, other than Herbert. Duh. Okay, one of the best second-year quarterbacks, and he's doing what? Nothing? So, I mean, I think he's on the hot seat right now. I really do. I, I could see it. In, wow. in my opinion, so for my opinion, Zach Taylor, he's good with quarterbacks. That's about it. He's a good offensive coordinator. That's why he should have stayed a quarterback's coach. But his coaching his coaching decisions in game are brutal. They're I'm not even a Bengals fan. I mean, I don't feel bad for, I really don't feel bad for them at all. Oh. But they're brutal to see. Like as a football fan overall, it's just awful to watch Zach Taylor coach late game situations. He has awful game management skills. But he's successful this year. Quicker than they expected to. They're going to keep him. Yeah. You know what? And my question is, who are they hiring if they fire him? There's no one out there. Right. No. All right. I got one. Maybe maybe two. Biennemi? Yes. One. I got four more. Brian right? Dable? Possibly. I got four more, all right? One obvious. David Cauley. <laughs> Do you give him another year? I no. Mean, I fire him. Here's what I think. Terod Taylor just... Got benched for Davis Mills. Who are the last three quarterbacks 
the last four quarterback, three quarterbacks to get, other than Davis Mills, to get benched for Tyrod. Justin Herbert, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen. It was Nathan Peterman. All right, Nathan Peterman. Never mind. The last two. Baker Mayfield, jo- uh, Justin Herbert. Is Davis Mills this little uh, no, he's dark horse? No, he's not. No? Let's be honest. He's a, he's a solid backup at best. Yeah. He's a good option. I will not lie. He's, he's going to be a solid backup option. For the rest of the season, he's might gonna be, as well He's going to be a Nick Foles. He's going to yeah. be a Nick Foles. You might as well start him, see if you can. he can be a starter. Yeah. I, I think, personally, I think give him another year. One more year, see how he does. To me... To personally, to me, the team has no direction right now. No, no. So might as well start somewhere. Keep him. Just keep the guy. There's exactly. no reason to keep firing and hiring coaches. Your team has no direction. Once you finally pick a direction, hopefully up for them. I mean, for their franchise sake. Just hopefully, if they keep a good direction, you know, just keep the guy. There's no reason to fire him yet. Obviously, I don't think he's a great NFL coach. But right now, with a team with no direction. Th- Firing him is just going to make the team worse. True. All right. Next one. Vic Mangio. Keep him. That's what I was thinking. He has him in playoff contention. Yeah. You have to keep him. All right. We're all in agreement. Matt Campbell. Not Matt Campbell. Dan Campbell. Keep him. Keep both Campbells. I I say Dan Campbell, you keep him because look at – he is trying every which way to win with that There's, team. He is, is putting his heart, soul, everything into that team, and the team loves him. Right, there's, that's the difference between him and Urban Meyer. Is Dan Campbell the play calling and game management level of Urban Meyer? Not at all. I would say probably Dan Campbell has some of the, as of right now, some of the worst game management and play calling tendencies. But he's this is his first, first time as a he's head coach. Improve. Right, he will he, improve. Yes. He is building a culture that will win games. You know what? This roster is the worst roster in the NFL by far. You have to keep him for that culture. If you if you let that culture go, you're gonna piss off the players. Exactly. And and you're not you're not in a contending spot right now, so there's no, no reason to hire somebody who's gonna just put you in potential. Right. Just let him build that culture and rebuild this franchise. Yeah. Look, they might be back to that team with Megatron. They might. They really might. That I, I, I wouldn't fire him next year right. or the year after. With, I'd let him Finish with, out his contract and see what happens. With the Bears being the Bears, I'm sure we're touching on that later. <laughs> the Vikings, eh, they're kind of eh. I mean, if they choose not to improve the offensive line, I mean, they did have a good game, but still, overall, they're average at best. Right. And the Packers probably going on a downfall. That division's kind of open. It is. I don't see why they, if they rebuild, why they couldn't step up and be like the exactly. new, the new Packers. Exactly. Now the last and final coach on the hot seat. Coach and GM, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Fire. Put them in a room rigged with explosives, <laughs> get a cannon, fire cannons through their stomachs, blow up the room, and then fire them both and f- light their bodies on fire. Those are – I. they're so bad for the Bears and Justin Fields. The main thing here for me is they are going to kill Justin Fields on the field and off the field. The guy is going to end up like – Aaron Hernandez, if this keeps happening to him, his brain is going to be gelatin. <laughs> They're going to get this guy killed. Yeah. And he is one of the most promising rookie quarterbacks. He has the dual he's, threat upside. He's not a bad quarterback. Right. He has, I've watched his arm. He has a he has a can. probably a top 20 NFL arm if used correctly. You know, he ha- he ran a 4440. 
So he has the he's not as quick as Lamar Jackson, but he has that Lamar Jackson potential. Yes. Can't more Cam get Newton him, to me. Get him the right coach, the enemy, or Dable, boom. Now here here's the thing. Say they fire Nagy, but keep Pace. Pace gets to pick the next head coach. If that is the worst. But here's the thing with that with the owners of the team, the family. Their sole revenue is the Bears. Ever since the one guy died, uh, the original owner. Yes. That's their sole revenue. Unlike Jerry Jones and everyone else, like Haslam has Pilot Flying J. And steals your money from it. But uh, Jerry Jones has oil. You know, not not all these owners have just sole revenue. The Bears are their sole revenue, which is why they're so hesitant to make changes. Now, Ryan Pace should be should have been gone three years ago. Yes. Now, which Trubisky was a bad pick, but it worked for them when they needed it. He led them to the playoffs. We can't re- forget that. And if, if Matt Nagy is really a bad coach, what does that tell you about Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky, you put him in the right offense, he could probably flourish. He could be the next Josh Allen. Now, could Matt be Nagy is should, the should be gone. keyword yeah, there. Should be gone, executed, firing squad, everything. But who's going to hire their coach if they fire both? I hate to bring it up. I really do because I don't want to see it, but... It makes too much sense to me. So, first off, if they fire Nagy, they're firing Pace. If they fire Pace, they're firing Nagy. They're, they're a package deal that came in together. It's got to be. They're going out together. It's got to be. I don't remember the name of the guy that they were looking at for their GM. I'm going to try and look it up here. Probably someone stupid. No, it wasn't. It no. was actually going to be a... a I mean, uh, they both need to be gone. So I'm trying to do you remember where he's from. Yes, I do remember where he's from. Where? Um, he's a former Ohio State alumni. Oh, it was Trace Armstrong. Okay. Ryan Day's agent. They're gonna try and get Trace Armstrong to be the GM, and Ryan, Ryan Day is the head coach. He's gonna work with Fields. It works too well. It works too well. But it won't happen. It won't happen. Ryan Day won't leave. No, he's already said. He won't leave, and they probably won't end up hiring this guy as the GM. Because they're only going to hire this guy as GM if Ryan Day will come. Exactly. It's a smart idea, but it won't work. And Ryan Day's concepts would work in the NFL. Yes. He does. Would. He runs NFL concepts. He was an NFL quarterback coach in which, which is San why, Francisco. Which is why he's producing so much NFL talent right now. Right. Uh, anyway, so that's our NFL hot seat. Let's move on to our draft, because we have a really long episode this week. And Kurt's got to go. So... Um, you staying for the draft? I'll stay for a couple. How many? We're only we're doing eight. Probably stay for four or five. All right. We just finish it off. Yeah. So, all right. With the first pick in this draft, we are doing the uh, best college stadiums. You know that just is everything. We're doing a snake style right now, so it's going to go Kurt, me, Donovan, me, Kurt, or Donovan. Donovan gets two. Kurt gets two. I get one each time. So we're doing eight. So, Kurt, you may start. Has to be in California, the Rose Bowl. Rose yep. Bowl, all right. Yep, that was my first uh-huh. pick. That stadium is iconic. It's it just, is. It's the mo- I, I think we've done this before. I know. I don't think we have. I, I think wish, we have, because I promise you I've done the Rose Bowl. I, I wish I could go atmosphere. see the Rose Bowl. Me too. I, it's just, I don't care who plays it, they just want to be there. I wish, I wish this wasn't my freshman year at college, where they don't let you have cars at Ohio State. Yeah. If I had a car, I would be going. If I had a little more, if I had more money, 
and I had a, like a car to go there. I'll, you can see me in Pasadena on New Year's Day. Oh no, you know what we did we did best sports stadiums. Oh, not best college football stadiums. They were all pretty much college football, weren't they? No, 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 no. We had Ohio State, Yankee Stadium, the Garden, U.S. Bank, Beaver Stadium, oh, okay. Superdome, AT&T Stadium. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Soldier, Wrigley, Fenway, Lambeau. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So with me, the Homer and me wants to go here, but. I'm not doing it. I'm taking the big house. That's disgusting. Well, someone had to take it. Pathetic. Well, I hope you know I wasn't taking it. I'm sure Kurt wasn't taking it, so. <laughs> no. I, it's an iconic stadium. It really is, though. I mean, Before that, I'd shit and piss all over. All right. Donovan. Yes, there, there's a picture of me doing the OHIO in front of it. I'm sure there is. All mm-hmm. right, who do you got? You got two. I'll be, I'll be going there in two years and picking a fight with... One to a hundred and one thousand people. We'll see. Um, as long as I get videos. Well, since I get two here, I'm not going to go the shoe with the first pick. Okay. Going to stay in the Big Ten though. Beaver. White out. Second largest college football stadium. Oh. Beaver Stadium. Beautiful. Beautiful stadium. I'll be there too. Okay. Who's I'll make This one's easy. The horseshoe. Okay. Ohio State. I'm taking Brian Denny. Home of the Crimson Tide. The pride of the Tide. Pride of the Tide. Pride of Alabama. Who you got, Kurt? You got two. I'm taking LSU. Tiger Stadium, like it. It's amazing, beautiful. Death Valley. Real Death Valley. Death Valley. That, that was on my list, so. Get these ones off my list. You got another one? Now I'm going to take USC. Uh, the Coliseum? Yes. I like it. Beautiful stadium. It's kind. Of, it, it's a little empty these it, days with USC older, being bad, but, but it's still. It's still the same as what it used to be. Beautiful stadium, it's iconic. But I think with Lincoln Riley's uh, hire. Oh yeah, that thing's gonna fan, fill up. It's back. USC. Oh, yeah. USC's back. I'll tell. I'm gonna tell you right now. For now. They're gonna make. They're gonna be in the playoffs next year. Mark my word. I don't know about next year. Yes, they will. Just but watch. They might. He's going. Who? People have been flipping from Oklahoma to go to USC. And they plays. have been transferring. Who yes. do they play? Tell me who USC plays. Nobody's. Because their best team they probably play is Oregon. Yep. Oregon is going to be losing C.J. Verdell, yep. who's Ooh. already out for the year. They're going to lose their best linebacker. They're going to lose their be- best pass rusher. They're going to lose their best safety. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, this one's here uh, hard here. Um, hard. I-, I think... Let's take the home of the twelfth man here, Kyle Field, Ooh. home of the Aggies. Asshole, that was one of mine. That was a good one. It is. Mm-hmm. It's, and that wasn't even the next one up on my list. You got two, Donovan. I know. First one, I am going Might to. Might as well uh, stay It's fine. Might as well go SEC here. Go between the hedges, down there in Stanford. Georgia. Yep. It's a beautiful stadium. I mean. I think I'd like to go to a game there. I, I'm not going to go out of my way to go there, obviously. I, but. I would like to go. Actually, I'm looking at the um, the Kentucky-Alabama game coming up here to get to go to. That would be a good one because Kentucky's not far. No, it's, it, it's in Lexington. That's not far at all. That's next year. It is. Right? It's either next year or the year after. If we have an away game or if it's an away game I'm not going to, I might come along. I was also looking at the, um, the UL Monroe-Alabama game. Tickets That's, are like 40 bucks. Wow. Yeah. 
It's not bad. No. In Bradenetti, 10 hours. It's yeah. a 10-hour drive. Yeah. You'd probably need a hotel, though, for one night. You go to Nashville, finish the drive in the morning, get there, spend the night, go home. Easy. I mean, if I can drive to Myrtle Beach in 12 hours without stopping one time on the way back... Well, I'll have... It's easy. Yeah. If, oh, if, yeah. It's, if it's me and the girl, we'll, we'll have two lessons drivers. We'll talk. We oh, right. Yeah, there you go. Right, but you can drive all that's night. That's all it is. As long as you have two drivers, you're yeah. cool. You could, you could stay whole time, stay on the road the whole time you have two. Yeah. Anyway, you got two, Donovan. Who you got? Oh, so I have to take my second one? Oh, no. Yeah, you got the next one. Um, I'm going to go back to Big Ten here. We don't normally do snake drafts. That's, that's right. right. That's right. I'm going to go back to the Big Ten here. I'm going to go with Nebraska's Memorial Stadium. I like it. I, that was on I my I think not. that's sold out since the 80s or the 90s. Beautiful, iconic stadium. Another stadium I'd like to go to. Me too. Um, this one's hard here. I really think I'm going to take the next one up on my list. Notre Dame Stadium. Oh, I forgot about that beautiful. one. That's a beautiful stadium. I probably will go to that. Two years. Yeah. Who oh, you got, Kurt? You got two. I am the first one. I'm going to go with Iowa. Iowa. Oh, Kinnick. Uh, Kinnick. I like that one. I like the wave. The wave is and it, amazing. And tradition. what they do for I the kids yeah. at Children's Hospital, it's why I picked that stadium. I don't care yeah. who they play, I would want to go to that stadium. Yeah. Then my one. next one, it's a hating school, but I got to go with Clemson. Seeing the Rock. Both Tiger I would Rock. love to go see The Rock. Like, I, I know I hate Clemson so much, but I just want to go to a cheap shit game mm-hmm. and just see that rock. It's, that's still that's an amazing app. Yes. Seeing play fucking, like, I and the know. way they take their entrance on the buses, oh, yeah. it's oh, yeah. even the, better. The buses down the hill. It's weird. That's such a weird... Is it interesting? But it's awesome because yeah. nobody else does it. Yeah, it's cool. It's just weird. Well, okay, Bama does it, but not like that. They do the Walk of Champions through the, the head coaches. I, I First of all, I've seen the stadium person, Brian Denny. Holy fuck. Yeah. I walked the Walk of Champions. Holy fuck. Like, you're standing there looking at... There's five head coaches. That's it. That's all. Almost all they've had in this walk of champions, the best of the best. But just walking that, it feels surreal walking up to that stand because from at the back it looks you know tiny. Then you get closer and you get closer. And it's like oh yeah, holy it's like, fuck! It's like how I was when I first went to the shoot my first football game this year. That was the first Ohio State football game I ever went to. Yeah, it's huge. You just see this. I mean, the first time I even saw the stadium, it's just it is a gigantic stadium. You see the rotunda where they walk yep. in. They walk from skull session at St. John. Yeah, they walk they, through the rotunda. That's, into the stadium. That's almost what Alabama does. Yeah, it's a very similar thing. But, and going into that stadium and seeing it fill up, you're never around that many people. I was once. in the student section right. back when I was in college. Yeah. My first year, my friend, she was like, hey, come down. I got, I got tickets to the Illinois game. It took me four hours to find my car after the game. Yeah. I got lost. <laughs> yeah. I walked into the and, uh, area of Columbus. I should never walk. And oh, I yeah. walked right back out. <laughs> So you walked east of campus. And my phone died. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun that's a fun area. But yeah, I mean yeah. Both those on our right. grade trip we saw that too. It right. was still awesome. it's just and having all those people there, it's just a surreal experience. Exactly. Like I will I will not even lie to you. The first time we sung the alma mater before the Oregon game and we went Ohio mm-hmm. at the end it goes how firm thy friendship, yeah, Ohio. When a hundred thousand people did Ohio, I literally choked up. Yeah. Like, so I when, almost shed a tear. When like, I was at the Big Ten Championship game against uh, Northwestern, we we were at Lucas Oil. And when I, I told you how this was, the back, the end zone um, 
facing the city. Because yeah. you know how they have it. it yeah, yeah. So facing the city. That was Northwestern. And it was literally that. That was all Northwestern fan. Everyone else was Ohio. We did the OHIO chant around. Yep. And to hear that at the end, that Omada, the Ohio, oh, mm-hmm. it gave me chills. And I'm not even the biggest Ohio State I fan. I literally just got chills from you doing it. I did it too. It's okay. Um, my next pick here, I'm going uh, to Eugene, Oregon. It's a good Austin one. Austin Stadium. Austin's a good one. What a beautiful view. Awesome stadium. Awesome venue. Mm-hmm. Great atmosphere. Donovan, you got two. Seats, only seats 55,000, but sure sounds like you're playing against 90,000. Yeah. Beautiful stadium. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Camp Randall, number ah. one. Jump around. Very old stadium. Very historic. Beautiful stadium. You know that stadium. was built on a camp? Like a legit army camp? Yeah. That's so cool. That was going to be my next pick if it mm. came back. So, um, I didn't have this one on my list, but I just thought about it. I'm going to throw it on there because we think talking about beautiful views, stadium venues with lower seating, but they still sound like they have a lot. Is it the Huskies out of Washington? No. Oh, okay. Rice Eccles Field, Utah. God damn it. That was on, I didn't think that would be taken. Look how far down that was on my list last. That's a beautiful stadium. I just thought about it when you're talking about – I was talking about uh, uh, Autzen. It's beautiful. It's got the mountains oh, in the back. Oh, it's got the mountains in the back. It sounds – it is – so loud there. I think it only sits about 56, 57, yeah, maybe 60. But it's it's beautiful view. It's, it's a great stadium. It sells out, and it sounds like there's 95,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. All right. Um, man, this one's hard. I think I can save that one. Um, I'm going to go – I might go Big Ten here. Sparty. Sparty Stadium. So I've never been inside Spartan Stadium. You've been on the outside, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. I had the opportunity to go visit East Lansing with my oldest brother when he was looking at colleges. First off, Michigan State is a beautiful campus. You know, I will – they are considered one of Ohio State's rivals, but that is one of the schools I will never hate. Do I have hard feelings against them? Yes, because it's a Big Ten team. Yeah. You know, they're one of our rivals. So I'm never going to love them, but – I sure like like this year. I liked seeing them succeed. Yeah, I did like seeing them succeed. It was cool, you know. And that stadium was beautiful. That campus is beautiful. Uh-huh. It's a ni- it's a nice like traditional yeah. style stadium. Yeah. All right, Kurt, you got two. One of them. It's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. BYU. Uh, mm. what's uh what's the name of that stadium? Um, I'm just gonna write BYU Stadium. Yeah, beautiful. There's no one around. It's I, in yeah, the it's mountains. In you can see it. Yep. Then my next one is Florida. Uh, ben, ben Hill Griffin. Ben Hill, ben Griffin, Hill Griffin. I had that one. Me too. Swamp. Because it's like, even though it seats a lot, it just feels like there's more than what it sounds like in there. Yeah. I can't. This one's hard, okay? So, I'm going, I think I'm going Big 12 regardless. It's just a matter of which one I pick because mm-hmm. there's the, there's about three I'm looking at here. Um, I would say I'm not. I will probably be picking the Big 12 with one of mine. So You're probably going to pick the one I don't. Probably. Because there's two left. So are you picking that one next? Probably. All right. So I'm, I'm basically between Bedlam right now. Oh, okay. Oh, you were thinking Texas, weren't you? I was. That was my third one. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Gaylord here. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know if I'm going to go DKR, though. You know what? I will go with one of the Red River sites neither one of the schools though cotton bowl okay Ooh. 
beautiful. I mean, Red Rivers played there consistently. They don't play the Cotton Bowl there anymore. They played in they play in uh, Jerry World, but still makes sense. You know, it's it's like the Rose Bowl, that yeah. type of stadium. It's just like the Liberty right. Bowl. Beautiful, beautiful stadium. And the and the uh, the uh, um, what is it down in Florida? The um, it played the Citrus Bowl, another good one. Yeah, what's in, the next uh, pick? That's in uh, Orlando. What is that? What is that stadium called? Camping World. Camping World Stadium. Now. Yep. yep. Last one. I have to. I have to. Give me the blue turf. Albertson Stadium, Boise, Idaho. Shoot. Ass. I was gonna say right after you're done picking the next one, I was gonna be like, I need to just one more. It was Boise State. Well, we're Boise have, States. We're definitely gonna have honorable mentions here. Yeah. All right. So mine here, it's a little bit of a smaller stadium. It's in New York. The new West Point, Mitchie Stadium. Oh yeah. Home of the Army Mikey. Black Knights or Mickey? It's Mikey. Mikey. I mean, it's just classic. I thought it was. I thought it was that too, but I learned that last year during the Army Navy game. But I beautiful I, stadium. I mean. I wouldn't have picked this anywhere but last, but it's beautiful and it's classic. It's traditional. Last year, Army Navy game with all the fog, that is like That's a game to see. That was the most Army Navy thing I've ever seen. I it literally felt like it was like a war battle. We need to go to an Army Navy game. Yes. yes. Like I've always been wanting to go to one. And that's on my bucket list. It, oh yeah. Alright, Kurt. One more. My honorable. Nope, one more. Oh one more. Oh. Um, this one's tough. It so, is. There's so many good ones out here. there. After like the first, I'm gonna go nine. It's hard. I'm gonna go with Texas Techs. It's a good stadium. I like that one. Not Lubbock. Dog. It was either that, AT&T Stadium. It was yeah. either stadium. that one or would have been Oklahoma's. I already took Oklahoma. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay, so Boone uh, is a good one though. Yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions? My honorable one. Would probably be Oregon State. Okay, Beaver Stadium. Like Beaver Stadium. Then I would probably take Fiesta Bowl. Over in Glendale. And go over in Glendale. Just because it's been there for a while. And it, it, it's just a field. That that stadium just fits it perfect. It does. Yes. It's just, when per- you walk, like, when I, mean, I see that stadium, I'm like, this feels like the Fiesta Bowl, you know? Even, yeah. even if they had it in, um, at Arizona State, they still have the mountains in the back. Yeah. Like, that would be a no Sun Devil place. Stadium. Sun Devil Stadium. Beautiful. So, here's my honorables. Sun Devil Stadium's up there, too. Jordan Hare. I couldn't pick it, though. I just I physically could not pick it. Nayland Stadium for Tennessee. Um, Texas Memorial. Um, Doak, Doak Campbell. Um, Lane Stadium. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I forgot about that one. That's a good stadium. Oh, who plays there? VT. Yeah, that's right. The VT. Um, I'm not sure what this one was supposed to be. It autocorrected to Kim LK Stadium. So whatever. Gaylord Memorial. I took Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder's a nice field. Donald W. Reynolds. D. W. Reynolds. Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh. That was that was going to be a sneak one in there, but I uh, with with Austin Spartan and Gaylord, I just. Couldn't sneak it in there. Mm-hmm. Boone Pickett's another good one. Boone's a really good stadium. And Mountaineer Stadium down in West Virginia. Yep. I need to look. Uh, get, let me get your honorable mentions. Let me see which one this one was supposed to okay. be. Okay. So, I agree with you on a few of them. Jordan Hare. Just miracles. Miracle Jordan Hare. All, yeah. all those. DKR. Text Memorial. Look at that. Rice Eichels. Rice Eichels. Beautiful. Neyland Stadium, Tennessee. Yeah. It's another 
the orange, the the walk through the tea. Even the Yale Bowl. The Yale Bowl is Yale Bowl is iconic. And Harvard it's Stadium. Old. It's like I'm pretty sure that's the oldest oh yeah. One. Vaught sorry, Vaught Hemingway too, Mississippi. Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Vaught Hemingway's a good one. Um my last two are the Bounce House, UCF. Yep. I'm not sure what the actual name of that stadium is. The Bounce House. They act, it's actually the Bounce I House. So. I know I knew the nickname for it is the Bounce House. Um, it's another another one of those stadiums. Yeah. It doesn't seat doesn't seat the, you know, 80,000, 90,000, 100,000. Yeah, BYU is Lavelle Edwards, by the way. Keep going. Sorry. But, you know, it sounds, another one sounds like it. That's why I thought you were going to take Husky. No, I didn't. Husky Stadium, Washington and is a good one. My last one is the smallest stadium probably out of all of them. I hate to pick it, but it's it's a pretty beautiful stadium. And it's it's in a nice, two of them, actually, now I'm going to pick because I just thought of it. Two of them are kind of in these weird oh, locations it where it's, it's between buildings. You know, it's kind of in like a little valley between buildings. Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and Colorado Stadium. Yep, those are good. Um, I had, just looking at this list, I had a couple more. Um, Washington Stadium, the uh, 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 shoot, where'd it go, where'd it go, where'd it go? Oh, Bobby Todd Stadium, Georgia Tech. That's Bobby Dodd. Or Bobby Dodd. Bobby Todd. Um, there's the picture of the Cotton Bowl, just classic. Mm-hmm. Legion Field in Bama at UAB in Birmingham. That's just a classic field, too. Yeah. Um, Williams-Brice, South Carolina. It's another nice stadium. But that Husky Stadium, oh, my God. Right up against the water. That's beautiful. Uh, Folsom Field in Colorado, that's a nice-looking one, too. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one I was talking about. So I went to Colorado a few years back over the summer. Oh, yeah, I see how you it's, mean tuck between it's a, sta- it's a stadium you can't see. Yeah. It's tucked between buildings, and you'd have to, like, look for – pretty much you'd have to be looking for the stadium lights. Gotcha. And another little uh, classic here, the Carrier Dome. Carrier Dome. It's it's such it's an so interesting – It's so random. It's such an interesting stadium because it's – they play their football and basketball in there. Yeah. They might as well throw their hockey in there too. They really might. I don't know. I don't – I really don't think they do. Yeah. It's just – that Yale Boulder. I mean, it was opened in 1914. It's – the oldest country, oldest in the country, and is 64,000. Third largest FCS stadium in the country. Falcon Stadium for Air Force, another good one. Davis Wade from his state. Ferrat uh, Field, Missouri. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, it's Bronco Stadium, is it? Oh, I forgot the last the last one that I, nobody, everybody forgot. The Smurf Turf, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, that. I actually Boston got to see it from bad. outside of the stadium. Did you? Actually, beautiful when I got there. Yeah, Jones mm-hmm. Right. It's a. It's in such a beautiful. That's like my second like favorite. That, that field does not. Non Power Five type of school. It's yeah. Coastal Carolina. I don't yeah. know why it just it's, is. It's such like a. It's a. That's a pretty part of the country. There, it's like right, on the, right along oh, the yeah. beaches, South Carolina. Literally, it because I go I go there every year. Mm-hmm. It's not even fifteen minutes off the ocean. Yeah, Conway, South Carolina. Beautiful. Yep, and uh, it's unique. We got the teal turf. Yeah, we could do this all night. We need to stop. Um, boys will be boys. Yeah, so, nice all right, with that being said, because Kurt needs to go home, um, that's our episode for the week. I know it was a long one. Again, I'm sorry. Um, we might be hitting almost two hours again, I think. So, with that being said, you know, if you like us. Past two hours. If you like us. Um, tell your friends. Tell your friends. And if you don't like us. And that's the wrong line. So if you don't have friends, oh, you, oh yeah, that's your line. No, my, your okay. line is if you don't have oh, friends. Oh, if you don't have friends, and then I say go find some friends or go poop, 
put some people in a straight jacket put and poop on some. I'll poop on you. Go put some people in a straight jacket, strap them to a chair, and make them listen. And if you uh, don't have friends, I, I I was doing it again. See if you came up with a new one. Tie them down, hog tie them, staple their neck to the wall, and then make them listen. But put right. air, put put uh, headphones in so they uh, aren't so you're not discouraging people around them. Exactly. You don't want to make them think there's a crime in progress. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, tell your friends. Subscribe to us. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify. Uh, we're not on Apple yet. They do not like this for some reason. <laughs> Everything but Apple. Yeah, basically. Um, you can find us everywhere. We're on Twitter, at Real Mistakes Pod. Just look. And then Van Lose 61 Jay Ramke. Um, it's just Jay Ramke. It's just Jay Ramke. So, you know, I'm going to post these results to Twitter this week. Actually post them. Um, I'm going to figure out how. I'm probably just going to make a little Photoshop thing. Uh, but with that being said, thank you for listening. And uh, roll tide.